Welcome to Chatsunami. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Chatsu Shorts. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Netflix hit La Casa de Papel, also known as Money Heist. Please note that this review is going to be spoiler free. Without any further ado, let's dive in. For those of you long-time listeners of the show, you'll know that I'm a fan of language learning. Recently I've been focusing on two particular languages, that of course being Mandarin and Spanish. Because of this, I've fallen down a rabbit hole of hunting for shows I otherwise would have never watched on Netflix. One such example I'm sure you've heard me talk about constantly in the show is a Spanish hit La Casa de Papel, or Money Heist, as it's better known. For the sake of this review, I'll refer to the show by its English name, Lo Siento, for my Spanish listeners out there. So what is the show about? Long before Squid Game started rocking the red jumpsuit, look, we had bank robbers in similar attire, sporting Salvador Dali masks with one clear goal, robbing the National Mint of Spain. Like all great heist shows, we are introduced to a colourful cast of criminals, each one adopting both a city name and a tragic past. They are led by the professor, the brains of the operation. Together, the gang attempt to not only escape with the riches deep within the heart of the Royal Mint, but also with their lives. The first two seasons were intended to be a limited series that aired first on Spanish television. It wasn't long before Netflix bought the streaming rights and breathed new life into the franchise, soon elevating it to become the international phenomenon it is today. Granted, if it hadn't been for the streaming giant, then I would have never heard of this show. Admittedly, this brought its own host of problems, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about the good points. The show itself starts with a strong opening as we are introduced to Tokyo, a robber whose volatile nature causes her to lose the love of her life. After being recruited by the professor, we are introduced to a cast of characters who distinguish themselves prominently, from the sinister Berlin to the more carefree Denver. Each actor is given a chance to shine. Even when the focus switches to the police, each character is allowed to bring their own identity to the forefront. I remember watching an interview with Pedro Alonso, the actor who plays Berlin, and he was surprised that his character had became so popular despite the heinous acts that he had committed throughout the series. And that's the beauty of this show, it provides viewers with a group of characters who you can love and hate. This means you're constantly on the edge of your seat, wondering if the professor and his merry band of crooks will be able to outsmart the inspector hunting him. Of course, you have to suspend your disbelief in a couple of areas, but that's part of the fun. Unfortunately, this is where my enjoyment of the show came to a stop. I began watching the third season when it was fresh off the presses and I could barely contain my excitement. Without giving too much away, part 3 focuses on a second heist, this time against the Bank of Spain, which they emphasise as a much more dangerous target. And while the stakes are raised, the third season proves to be a strong entry into the series. I just wish I could extend the same courtesy to the following parts. My main grievances aren't so much with a degrading quality. If anything, the shows never look better, replacing the same sets of the first season with more exotic locales. But what I feel falters is how the story itself progresses. In part 4 especially, there's many side plots introduced that not only make the story feel bloated, but they also add drama for the sake of there being drama. It's as if being surrounded by the Spanish military in the Bank of Spain, might I add, isn't enough. After all, we have to get that Netflix Oscar, people. 
No more is this evident than in parts 4 and 5, where it borders onto fanfiction territory, reintroducing fan-favourite characters that in theory should no longer be there, and making the villains caricatures. While I understand the need to create tension, some moments had me rolling my eyes, as we were treated to another action set piece while new character number 50 had their obligatory flashback. I swear at one point I had to check that I hadn't put on Terminator 2 with the way some of these people were acting. At the time of writing this, we are still waiting for the final part of season 5 to start streaming, and while I definitely will be watching it, I can't say I'm as excited as I was back when I first started the series. But this is a problem of any long-running show. As the series progresses, there will be more issues, but rather than leaving it on a bad note, I would encourage anyone out there with a Netflix subscription to check it out. While it's not a perfect show, what is really? This show will always hold a special place in my heart, even if it's caused me to sound like a thief whenever I speak Spanish. After all, the first seasons of any show bear the burden of hooking audiences, and it's the responsibility of the later ones to continue the story. While I personally have my issues with the way the show has progressed, I don't regret checking it out. So what do you think? Have you watched Money Heist? If so, what did you think of it? One day I would love to do a more in-depth review of the series, but while you wait for that to come out, why not watch Money Heist? Whether it's for the first time or the 50th, you're going to have a blast. What else can I say other than Bella Ciao? Thank you for listening to this episode of Chatsu Shorts. If you like what you heard, then you can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, and all good podcast distributors. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated.